You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know every Tuesday and Friday morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's a little uh, gray out there, hey? A bit overcast with apparently the potential for a thunderstorm later today, but it is going to be warmer apparently than it has been. Looking for a high of maybe 19 degrees today. Yeah, it was 17 yesterday in the valley and hot diggity dang. We're going to broach 20 degrees tomorrow. Is that the first time this year? I think so. Yeah, with a potential high of 21 degrees. Look out how deprived the skin might suffer with the, uh, well, it's a lot of vitamin D. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm very excited for some sunshine, but yeah, that's uh, coming our way. Looking for milder temperatures as well overnight, getting into potentially double digits come Thursday, Friday. So a high of 20 degrees as well on Thursday coming into a bit more rain on Friday. So clearer skies after this evening through Wednesday, Thursday. And yeah, temperatures of maybe 11 degrees coming into dawn on Thursday. Uh, well, Friday morning and Saturday morning where dawn right now is at eight minutes past five. And then sunset tonight is 11 minutes past nine. We're only three weeks away from the longest day of the year. So make the most of it, at least for any biking and walking you're doing. The, we've got a lot of daylight right now. Because guess what? Yeah, I know you're all over it. I'm not breaking any news here because this news came yesterday about the uh, Sea to Sky transit strike after being told on Saturday that there, there was a deal to potentially be ratified yesterday. That has been, uh, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> voted for yesterday. Apparently, uh, 32, 36 votes to 32. So yesterday's deal wasn't accepted. They will be talking again and doing negotiations with the mediator apparently on Friday between Unifor and PW Transit. But unfortunately, still no buses, which makes it officially the longest tr uh, strike in BC. Yeah, ever. At 123 days was the record. And we're past that now. So oh, I know a lot of us are past it. A lot of you are past it, you know, using the bus, relying so heavily on that and spending so much more money. Like I said in a previous post, there are potential, uh, you know, financial there are options and help via Whistler Community Services Society. But yeah, what a joke. I mean, 120 plus days without transit in our communities, living costs, the lack of housing, gas prices, everything in our community really quantifying uh, to and compounding a real struggle for people. So I feel you hang in there. I'm really hoping there is an actual solution like, uh, you know, to this transit strike ASAP because it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I know you're, you're in the thick of it. So if you are on your bike a lot more, maybe it's for, you know, some recreational purposes. Let's give you the update from Walker. Yeah. How about the fact that, uh, they've been doing some maintenance on sea colors and puke to deal with a large deadfall there that was reported on Trail Forks. Same with some building of the reroute at the top of Highside. They've, uh, yeah, uh, they've been deep into that, the crew there. Along with Ben and Liam, apparently, uh, on their first assignment, doing a bridge upgrade on Have a Cigar. Uh, if you're wondering 
wondering where that is. It's a short trail that's actually been there a while pre-Trail Forks, added to the popular mapping app, misnamed by a user actually, not associated, associated with building the trail, in brackets drama from Dan at Raymond. But they've since met the annoyed builder and he said, well, at least they stuck to the Pink Floyd theme. It's called Reach the Sky because of the viewpoint at how it ends at the Sea to Sky Trail. And that's an apt name if you ask head trail builder at Walker Dan Raymond. And it's been on the map for four years now. And in the interest of public safety, the trail crew upgraded a bridge in Mellowed Out the abrupt exit. So, uh, yeah, they had another session with the Whistler Adventure School as well. Their sustainable trail building program got going again this week and they were working on the lower sprout zone with students learning and practicing some root selection, water management, bench cutting, rock work, using specialty tools and signage. How cool is that? Can you imagine being at school and being able to do that? Like, uh, yeah, unbelievable. But a few more uh, trail updates for you here. I'm looking at some snow, uh, uncomfortably numb, just, uh, yeah, a lot of snow still above 900 meters, which is uh, till about Golden Door. But uh, otherwise, uh, apparently Wish You Were Here is running really well right now. Could use a rake in spots. But uh, otherwise, uh, down in Chequemus, some good trail reports here. The far out three section has a clear tree, um, but a trail is passable but not finished. So the tree has been cleared. And the end of the line, the trees have all been cut and cleared. And uh, the first of the washouts have been patched up on the Cedar Sky Trail there. Somebody's saying that uh, some water damage, it makes life exciting on a gravel bike, but I'm sure it'd be fine for a mountain bike. <laughs> and then on Howler, uh, a report here from the team just from an hour ago saying that spring cleanup has been completed from Prowler, that intersection at the bottom of Howler on the west side there. And section is in good shape for riding. There was erosion in a few areas caused by November's pineapple and atmospheric rivers, pineapple express, I should say, sorry. They rehabbed most of them. They'll be going back to do more. They've done a couple of small projects below the pinnacle rock the past few weeks as well uh, but the snow and water on the flank north and prowler would do make access challenging there too but cultured climb is considered ideal right now same with surfs up they've uh, cut down the small tree to across the trail there so you can navigate over or around it oh sorry they haven't cut it the tree is there but you could, it's right near the exit and yeah binti shoot is running ideal right now too Whoa. Hope that's enough bike info for you. I'm not trying to give away all the secrets, but uh, yeah, I hope you appreciate that. And if you want to hear more about biking, then let me know. But I do want to reach out to the team at Walker. Um, I'll do that today. What else to let you know about? Road conditions wise, looking real dry this morning, but with the threat of potential showers today, it could be, you know, a couple uh, slick sections if the rain falls down, but still some uh, potholes out there to navigate. So take her easy. And it's midweek, so none of that week traffic that is going to be building from here on out on Fridays and Sundays. So uh, FYI on that one, but otherwise looking good. But yeah, like I said, more information as well on the Peak News magazine about the uh, latest uh, deal being uh, voted down. Uh, yeah, as well as online too. But hey, an article I found out here, I didn't know that the house sound had glass 
sponges. Uh, I've seen them before. They're absolutely, um, yeah, phenomenal. Like if you look into the ecology of them, they're actually a protected species and the reef around how sound is protected because they're so rare. They're in and around the defense islands there. But somebody, uh, yeah, was fishing there, unaware apparently that they were prawn fishing in a closed area and have been fined $40,000. So back in November last year, commercial fishermen who set 33 prawn traps inside the protected glass sponge reef area in House Sound was only fined $25,000. Ah, unbelievable. That's, uh, it doesn't seem fair to me, but I don't know all the, uh, all the specifics, you know, but yeah, I never knew there was glass sponge in House Sound, but now maybe you do too. There we go. What else is happening this week? Well, a few events for your radar. How about the fact that there will be some trail closures to Lost Lake this coming weekend because the Whistler Half Marathon is happening on the Saturday and Sunday, 4th and 5th, with the 10-kilometer races and the full uh, half marathon as well. So FYI for that one. And Fat Wednesdays are going to be back starting this Wednesday in the Whistle Mountain Bike Park with registration uh, between 4 and 6, or rather 4 p.m. And there's a, 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 an event happening at the library this week. In fact, I uh, hope you didn't miss it yesterday, the Community Book Club in-person meeting. But there, tomorrow at the library, uh, between 6 and 8 p.m., there will be an Indigenous Healing Through Smudging happening and that's with hosts Clara John and Barry Dan of the Lilwat Nation. They'll be leading an informative session and workshop on First Nations healing and cleansing processes and that is between 6 and 8 p.m. at the library tomorrow but with uh, free attendance but space is limited. Uh, Yeah, max two spots per person and for adults only. What else is coming up this week at the Marion Arts Centre in the gallery? The Art of Cleaning Lakes and Oceans will be happening between June 1st and the end of the month, June 29th, in that gallery. And it's brought to you by the Sea to Sky Arts Council Alliance. And that exhibit features 11 Sea to Sky artists in an environmental art campaign that aims to raise awareness around the dumping of waste in our lakes and oceans by transforming collected trash into art. And so that is open in the gallery but all of June between 12 and 6 p.m. Also coming up, you've got the Thursday Toonie ride this week with the... With the meeting place at 6.30 p.m. being at Arbutus Roots this week, and that is on a Thursday, so FYI for that one. Other events coming our way. Oh, this is, well, there's a few, but I'll leave them to Friday, midweek. I mean, what day are we today? Tuesday. So lots of spring culinary specials to enjoy at our locations too. I know they've been pretty quiet, and understandably, it's uh, it's been a, a dead season, the first we've seen in a long time, and uh, a lot of people are struggling let alone crippled by the transit strikes. So I hear you, I hear you. But uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Raven Room who won an award this week out of the 100 best bars in Canada. They came, was it 37th? Wow. So congratulations to them. Super amazing. I do want to uh, uh, give my sympathies to Max Upton who posted on Whistler Summer this week about his gel bike seat cushion being stolen. (laughs) I've always wondered if my will ever get stolen off my bike. Now I really am, uh, what am I going to do? Carry it around with me? But yeah, somebody stole somebody's bite seat. Come on. Do we really have to lock up everything? I guess so. Well, um, yeah, uh, theft being such an issue around bike theft in particular, but yeah, hide your, hide your bike seats. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you managed to get your Epic Pass yesterday. There are a few people who were getting them yesterday with the discounted rate and the, the ability to sightsee for the summer and use the hiking trails too, as opposed to, you know, how it used to be. You bought a pass and it went through the summer. None anymore. You've got to buy it prior to. So that was yesterday. Um, the, yeah, I think the, lo- the lowest price, last chance to, to really get the lowest price is September 6th is the official date for um, uh, your Epic Pass or Whistle Pass, whichever you'd like. There's a deal happening that's also a fundraiser that I want to mention that's actually happening between the Escape Room and the Pangea Pod Hotel, the living room at the Pangea. And for well, the, it's $44 plus tax with an additional $5 donation donation going straight to Zero Ceiling, who do great work in the sea to sky. And you can get an escape room adventure along with a flatbread as well as a beer or a highball drink. And that includes tip for the, li- the living room. Uh, so for a total of, I think, $50 before tax, you get to experience the, the escape room and have, yeah, dinner and a drink. So, and support Zero Ceilings. So that's happening. Thought you might want to know about that. But otherwise, I want to give you a couple of birthday shout outs. It is Princess Stephanie's birthday today. Happy birthday, Princess. Along with Justin Belanger's as well, whose uh, yeah, photography continues to uh, be gorgeous to see. Thanks, Justin. But happy birthday to you. It was Brandon Barrett's birthday yesterday, along with uh, Albie's, if you remember Greg Addicote. Yeah, it was his birthday yesterday too. But we've got a few more coming up on the radar. Sir Max Wigglesworth's birthday, if you know him. I'm sure you do, is coming up soon, but a few more later on in the week, including a very special brewer. <laughs> uh, but let's give you, speaking of very special, uh, some awesome throwback facts from the very special Stinkies on the Stroll. And this one I really was into. Uh, Ramesses II took the throne as pharaoh of ancient Egypt on this day in 1279 BC. And if you are a fan of ancient Egyptian culture and history, like me, it's fascinating because Ramesses the second had the second longest reign of any pharaoh. He reigned for sixty six years, died in his nineties, and twelve thousand years before, you know, BC. That's so. Yeah, call it three thousand something years ago. That's gnarly. That's uh, that's a good old. That's a good. Good stretch, good good innings. Well done, bud. <laughs> but also, uh, speaking of good innings, size Gangnam Style, you remember that? It became the first video to reach 2 billion views on YouTube on this day in 2014. Mm-hmm. Good to know. It's Clint Eastwood's 92nd birthday, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought that was crazy too. The Who said a Guinness Book of Records, uh, world record on this day back in 1976, playing the loudest concert of all time at 120 decibels at 50 meters. Oh, I know I've done a lot of hearing damage in my time going to lots of gigs, but yeah, wow, that would have been a loud concert. Whew. It would have been John Bonham's birthday today. Yeah, born on this day in 1948. So I bet you Stinky is going to be playing some to Led Zeppelin at Stinky's on the Stroll today. Save a couple tracks for us tomorrow. Me and the girls were coming in to see Feds tomorrow and talk about Chacho. 
Chacho has been found. How did I not forget that? Uh, yeah, after 17 days of being missing, Chacho, the Border Collie, is back at home. I'm sure uh, getting, yeah, lots of TLC and, uh, yeah, <laughs> isn't going uh, far off leash or off leash anytime soon. But uh, really glad to see that. And feds, you can sleep easy now, buddy. But more facts, back to more facts. The monkeys, uh, the, you know, the TV series filming began on this day in 1966. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also Corey Hart's birthday. You know Corey Hart. Sunglasses at night. Well, it's his birthday. Also Jim Valance, who's a Canadian songwriter, arranger and producer. He's done a lot of songwriting with Brian Adams and, uh, yeah, several huge artists. So born on this day in 1952. Happy birthday. Um, you know who was number one on this day in 1980? Funky Town by Lips Inc. Thought you might want to know that one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Peter Gabriel scored his second number one album with So. That features the single Sledgehammer, which I thought was Snake Charmer for the longest time. No, seriously, have a listen. Snake Charmer. It sounds just the same. Uh-huh. You've been warned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Halliwell announced she left this, uh, that she was quitting the Spice Girls on this day back in 1998. Uh-huh. True fact. Um, and that's about it for, for facts for you today. There's a lot. There's a lot. So let's give you a joke, shall we? Um, ah, I saw Top Gun Maverick on Saturday night for Trevor's birthday and Gosh, it was so good. I would be tempted to go back and see it again. But uh, it's a mystery as to uh, where... I can't give any spoilers, can I? No, okay. So here's a joke for you. McDonald's has paused operations in Russia. They've successfully established a no-fry zone. Yeah, I'm sorry. That is bad. And of course, of course, I'm not trying to make light of the conflict, say conflict, the invasion of Ukraine. I'm just trying to make you laugh a little bit. So hope that gave you a giggle. That's that's the only reason I said it. But today's track of the day is, well, coming up to the end of May, right? With the last day of May. So we'll have a new playlist kick off uh, in the next couple of days for June. But a band that I've been really digging, I'm loving Bob Moses's latest album. And yeah, I really dig it. They're from the duo. Bob Moses played at Tommy Africa's about four or five years back. Um, just so you know, that was a great night. And they've got a track with Old Elderbrook, who I'm really hoping to see support Odessa in uh, in September. But their track, Inner Light, is uh, an electro banger. So there's one to put in your pipe and smoke. Yeah, enjoy that one. And I'll chat to you on Friday. How about that? The Whistle Pulse podcast is here for you every Tuesday and Friday morning in the summer at around 8.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Strolling down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs. <laughs>